Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from humble beginnings as the uh, the official state lawmaker of the Mark Reardon Show to the United States Senate, Eric Schmidt is with us this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Mark. Yes, that's right. From, from Bridgeton to the Reardon Roundtable, and here we are. So, yes. Well, how are you? How have the first few weeks gone? You got, I mean, the, the month's almost over, isn't it? It is. I mean, we're getting back this week, but, um, you know, early on January 3rd was the swearing in and it was, you know, it was a, a, a pretty special day. My, uh, a lot of my family and, and a lot of friends from back home came to DC and a lot of my family had never been here. And so it was, you know, kind of a surreal, surreal moment. And to be able to share that with your, your family, I, um, when I was sworn in, I was the 2,000th American sworn in to the United States Senate, so kind of a round number there. That's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, it is cool. And actually um, found out today, I tweeted this out, that um, I inherited Harry Truman's desk, and uh, Senator Tom Eagleton also had that desk, and I graduated from Truman State, and Senator Eagleton gave the commencement address when I graduated from college 25 years ago. So I guess that's kind of a a weird little fun fact, but, uh, but it's obviously it's, you know, an incredible honor to represent my state here in the U S Senate and anxious to get to work. Yeah. You know, I remember when Senator Blunt showed me around a few years ago, he had some things, I can't remember offhand what they were, but there were some things that were very historic in his office as well. So, uh, that's fascinating. And I love the, uh, the times now you don't know your committee assignments yet, right? No, I don't. They're, they're still working on that. And, uh, and so we'll find out soon enough. I'm not sure exactly when that'll happen, but, but, pretty shortly and and we'll get to work on the on the committee work and and uh as you know congress moves forward this year now can you lobby a little bit on on that when it comes to what committees you prefer how does that yeah, work yeah you talk about yeah you you can talk about things that um that you're interested in and you know some of it has to do with your experience um but also there's seniority in the in the United States Senate it's a it's a body that uh you know uh, that seniority and exhaustion are usually the ways that things move forward in the Senate. So, so we'll see how that all plays out. But no matter what those assignments are, um, you know, I'm going to be the same guy I've always been, and we're going to, you know, fight wasteful spending and advocate on behalf of working people, hold this administration accountable. A lot of the work I did as AG, um, you know, taking on a lot of those big tough issues. Certainly want to do that here as well. So one of the things that you have on your list, uh, Senator, is dismantle the administrative state. I think I know a little bit about what that means, but explain to the listeners what that might mean. So I think it's important to take kind of a step back. The founders envisioned a government. It was a government of self-government, right, where the people could send someone there. They could send them home or they could send them back. But you're accountable to the people. So you have three branches of government. You spread out power so that no one person agency ever gets too powerful, right? And ultimately, at the heart of that is this idea of accountability. Well, what has happened is these bureaucracies, these agencies have developed over time, and they're not accountable to anybody. I mean, I had a 
a farmer in Northwest Missouri tell me during the campaign trail, he's like, Eric, I just don't ever remember voting for the deputy undersecretary of the EPA. Right? <laughs> it's a great example. Right. Of, but that person has immense power over people's lives and livelihoods. It's like you know, 87,000 IRS agents. I mean, who's making these decisions? And they affect real people. They affect their businesses. And so for me, a real focus is to dismantle that apparatus that's not accountable and have Congress vote on this stuff, right? Like if it's such a good idea to ban gas stoves, which is a terrible idea, Congress, the elected representatives and senators should have to vote on these things, right? Because I think that would stop in its tracks a lot of these goofy ideas because Congress has honestly, Mark, over the years said, hey, I voted for the greatest bill in the world, but I can't believe this agency did that. We've got to get away from that. We've got to hold you know, congressmen and senators accountable. People can fire them if they don't like their decisions or send them back. But right now we have these agencies that are way too powerful and not accountable to anybody. One of the reasons I think that's a good idea as far as you know, shining some light on this when it comes to debate is, let's face it, these bills are ginormous. We've heard from the former speaker. You know, you have to read it to find out what's in it. But if you don't have debate, the media is not going to cover some of these things anyway. But if you don't have some debate beforehand, I don't think you find out about some of these issues that deserve a lot of attention. That's exactly right. And another good idea would be to say, hey, look, agency, and I intend to move this idea forward. If 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 you want to propose a new rule or a new regulation, why don't you have to pull back two or five or ten? Pick the number, and we can negotiate the number. But it would do a couple things. It would force them to you know, examine if this is a good idea in the first place and then also get off the books things that if they ever were a good idea, they've outlived any usefulness that they've probably had. And so I just think that that's going to take some time and it's going to take some attention. And by the way, like I said, those rules that come forward, I think Congress should have to vote on those. Um, and again, get back to this idea where the people's representatives are the ones making these decisions, not these bureaucrats who can hide in these, you know, beautiful buildings. Nobody knows who knows who they are, but they affect people's lives. Senator Eric Schmidt is with us this afternoon. So what's your anticipation then for this debate on the debt ceiling that's coming up? We'll see. I mean, we were just sort of brief today. This is going to take place over several months on this debt ceiling debate. And uh, it's funny, I've, I've been here for about five minutes and everybody's talking about you know, raising the debt ceiling again. But nobody on the Democrat side in particular is focused at all about actually making some smart decisions. To put that in perspective, Mark, since Joe Biden has been in office, $4.6 billion has been added every single day to the national debt. That's like building, if inflation adjusted, every day, the cost to construct Bush Stadium 3 that is, you know, our, our Cardinals playing, you'd build eight and a half of those every day. That's just how much has been added to the debt. So this spending has to, I mean, this, it's just out of control, Mark, and there has to be a focus on it because that's how we've gotten to where we've got. We spend a billion dollars a day on interest it's got to stop. Well, but one of the, one of the tough things about that, and look, I think the Washington Post has a has a piece about this. Sometimes I think they're trying to just you know rile people up. But let's face it, the headline of this story is House GOPI Social Security Medicare mid spending battle. I don't know that that's the argument that's going to take place in the next couple of months. But these these entitlement programs are are driving a lot of this debt right now, and they're really I've talked about it now for about thirty years on the radio, and nobody really wants to do anything about it. And the people that do want to do things about it, it, it just seems impossible. 
But the thing is, the, the fact is, Republicans are not talking about doing any of those things. We're talking about let's have a fo- laser-like focus on some of these woke, weaponized bureaucracies, right? They cost – I mean, the amount of money that we spend on ridiculous stuff. Let's start there. But the Democrats don't even want to have that conversation. Joe Biden has said there's going to be no, no, no negotiation on this. Well, I listen, I'm from Missouri. I'm new here. But it doesn't – you know, that dog won't hunt. I mean, we've got to at some point here start talking about – you know, having our budgets in line with how, you know, the American people devise their budgets. They sit around, they say, how much are we going to have? Um, and then how much can we spend? Which is why I've long advocated for a balanced budget amendment. We need structural reforms, Mark, to actually get this under yeah. control because you can't trust. I, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do it without a balanced budget amendment. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. This next question would have been perhaps a little different this morning or yesterday outside of today, because now we have documents that have been found at the former vice president Pence's house. What do you have any in your garage? I've been checking my, <laughs> I do not. my house. I, do not. I mean, well, not yet. Give yourself some time. You might be able to take some home. But <laughs> right. I mean, I think part of the issue here and there's there's a lot of things that I think need to be looked at. But one thing I have heard from even like guys like Larry Summers in the last administration saying some of this stuff is overclassification as well. So I don't know what role lawmakers would have in that, but this is getting out of control. And I think a lot of people are, are, are scratching their heads over all of it. Well, and I think, and I think the other thing that's at play here is just sort of the way that this has been treated. I mean, this began with, you know, Democrats talking about, you know, president Trump and what was found at, you know, at Mar-a-Lago. The truth is that was a pre-dawn raid by the FBI, Right. And now Biden has claimed, you know, some sort of transparency. They're not being transparent. There's like the, every house, I don't know how many homes he owns, um, but you're finding classified documents there. And I think the one thing that's also very concerning about the Joe Biden scenario is Hunter Biden is paying $50,000 a month to rent the home of Joe Biden where these documents were found in a so-called lock garage by his Corvette. I mean, you know, Hunter Biden is compromised. There's no doubt about that. And, and sort of him being around these classified documents, whatever they are, is probably not a good idea. One final question. Is there someone that you've met in the last three weeks up there on Capitol Hill uh, around the swearing and anything else that sort of uh, made you feel even more surreal? You're on the, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, um, I, I approach this with a lot of humility, but you're on that Senate floor, you know, about ready to get sworn in, and you're, you know, having conversations with, you know, Senator Cinema or, um, you know, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio, and so, you know, everybody's been incredibly gracious, and you know, I came here to to get the work done of the people and continue to fight for the things that I believe in. But everybody's been really nice, and. Uh, uh, as far as, you know, kind of welcoming you to the Senate, but the real work now begins. But there's a lot of, I mean, interesting people here. There's no doubt about it. I'll probably have some better stories for you as the years Absolutely. roll on. Well, look, thank you so much for squeezing us in. I appreciate it. Senator Eric Schmidt, back to work there on Capitol Hill. We'll talk soon. Take care, Mark. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 